I'm the first to the party, please do not get the boy started Step back and drop 50 like Harden, insistent I need no assistance I make my own shots, you can't stop me, there's no way to guard him Except that you won't catch me flopping, you bring up a topic I'm catching the ball, never dropping, we covering every option Don't matter if we talking basketball, football or boxing We gon' acknowledge it, skip all the politics Honest opinions on top of that polished With no need to push an agenda, unlike the pretenders Who forcing your face, who they riding with We gon' talk real facts, Hey, noise you can kill that We the ones bringing the skill back, No, you can feel that No, you been waiting on someone to bring you the real back Party time, party time, excellent Turn it up, we turn to ups Never late, don't mistake us for no other bullshit shows Cause we the one Party time, party time, excellent Turn it up, we turn this up Never late, don't mistake us for these other shit shows Cause we the one, oh yeah Big stats, big stats, big stats, big stats Big stats, big stats, big stats Big stats, big big What up, though? We got a special, special announcement to make. I know y'all always hear me on this podcast by myself, but now I got my little brother, my god brother on here. He joining me full time, Jody Breeze. That's right, man. I'm in here, people. You know, I'm very excited, man. Me and LA been talking about this for a long time, so... Uh, man, we ready to get it in and bring y'all the highest quality podcast about these sports that y'all know. Man, look, y'all heard it from, from the from the theme song. We ain't hold no punches. We gonna say everything that them motherfuckers can't say. Period. We gonna go in. ESPN don't pay us. NBA don't pay us. This ain't none of that sugar-coated bullshit you hear from Stephen A. We gonna give it to y'all straight from the fans. For people that watch this shit full time. time. Watch this shit all the time, every day from football, boxing, basketball. You know what I'm saying? We're going to follow them drafts, everything. Everything, man. We on it. And like you said, we ain't sugarcoating nothing. How we feel is how we feel. We just want y'all to catch the content. Make sure that you comment on it. Make sure that you share it with your people, man. When you hear it, like I said, we working hard. We ain't got nobody sponsoring us. It's just us, man. We out here, you know, coming together and putting this great content together for y'all. So I hope y'all enjoy it. We off the Bud Lights. Today, yes, probably be all some some hardcore shit later. But where you want to start, man? We'll be we'll be hitting on first, man. So, man, the first thing we gotta talk about is uh, of course these Warriors, man, and these Finals and the Raptors, man. All right. So my biggest thing is how do you feel? Uh, basically, just give me a little synopsis of how you feel about the series and how's it going so far. We all surprised. Uh, I think everybody's surprised for the most part. But in the same sense, like, I always looked at this series as closer than what anybody else thought. Okay. I always thought that, excuse me, um, Toronto matched up well with them. I did pick Golden State in five or six, but I felt like they matched up well with them defensively. I didn't see them doing this offensively, what they're doing. And I also think that they caught them at a good time with these injuries. But I know we down 3-1. I know Golden State down 3-1. I still got Golden State winning the series. So you got them winning in seven. In seven. In seven. It's got to be seven now because they down three one, um, and I think this is the for the main part why I say that is because you seen KD go down and they finish off Houston. Right. Then you seen them uh, dispatch of Portland real quick. Yeah, that was light work. Yeah. So <laughs> unfortunately, you know what I'm saying the sweep and everybody kept saying, "Oh, KD's not a luxury. He's a you know, he's not a necessity. He's a luxury." 
So they kind of, oh, remember what this team was before KD. Mm-hmm. And now you look at this shit and you say, okay, they don't really need KD. Yeah. And you got, the, you got all these motherfuckers talking about Golden State without KD. Now you see them boys go down 3-1. But see, I, you got to think about it too. Every team that has won an NBA championship has two or more stars. Except for like the Pistons in 04. You can argue, you can argue about the Pistons in 89. But you have to throw this Raptor team in there too. Because when it comes to Kawhi being Batman, his Robin is Pascal. He 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 came a long way. I got I already had him at the very beginning of the season as being the most improved player. I say probably around uh what? I'll probably say around like November. I'm already having him as 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 the uh I'm already having him as the um player the you know, uh, most improved player or whatever like this. So that's something I would have to say, but I also had the Warriors winning in five. I had them I had them boys winning in five, to be honest with you. The reason why I had him winning the five, because I just really ain't think the Raptors really matched up that good. I mean, outside of Kawhi, I'm looking at the situation like, I don't see nobody else really going to score for them. You know, I, everybody know publicly how I feel about Kyle Lowry. Uh, I definitely feel like he a bum. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm definitely not ashamed to say that. I've definitely got him as one of the worst starting point guarders, especially in the playoffs. This guy normally do not show up. He come here and there with big plays, but he really don't show up. But to his defense, let me say this to his defense. Kyle Lowry, his skill set fit Kawhi Leonard tremendously. Um, And the reason why I say that is because. But he an all-star, though. It's easy to fit that he, skill set. I don't set. think he ever been a – I mean, he he's good. I'm talking about Kawhi, though. Like, oh, oh, yeah. It's easy to fit Kawhi. It's easy to be a match for him when he can do everything. No, but Kawhi is so exceptionally better than DeMar DeRozan. So the little things <laughs> – no, and it's not a knock at DeMar. You know what I'm saying? But Kawhi, the little things that Kyle Lowry do, it helps Kawhi a lot. Because Kawhi is able to, to, to make those plays – that's going to keep you in the game. On the defensive side of the ball, he's arguably the best player in the league. Defensively, yeah, offensively. On ball, for sure. Yeah. I got him as a number one on ball defender in the NBA, hands down. And, and it's, But my thing is, though, we nobody's talking about Pascal. Pascal is the reason that I feel like he is an X factor. When he play good, nine times out of ten, they're going to win. And we got to give big credit to uh, Van Fleet. You got to give big credit to Ibaka as well. Because Ibaka, he ain't the OKC Ibaka, but at the same time, he making a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous effect on that game, on this series, period. He like the Iggy for them, you know. Yeah, and Ibaka, another thing with Ibaka, too, is uh, he won that game last game. I think he played huge. He was the best player on the floor last game. Um, another thing is uh, Van Fleet, you know, he's he just had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, last series... That fucked him up, you know what I'm saying? That's why he was, you know, struggling. He was trying to get his jump shot going, you know what I'm saying? Battling, going back and forth to Illinois mm-hmm. and in the Milwaukee series. But now his jump shot going, he back to playing his basketball. And he played very confident. That organization that been developing <laughs> talent, man, since Dwayne Casey. That's his biggest strength is developing talent. Nick Nurse has been a part of that for the longest. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you got players like OG Ananubi, Van Fleet, Norman Powell. You know what I'm saying? DeLon right before they trade him. And OG out. And OG out. And, and if OG was playing, he'd be another person that's really making a difference for the Raptor yes, boys. You know what I'm would. saying? He really and, would. And honestly, he and, everything. and honestly, man, I got caught up in all the media and the hype about the Warriors, and I didn't really take – I didn't do my due diligence as looking 
at the Raptors how I should have. I, I posted to look at it from an analysis point of view, and I didn't. When you look at them from an analysis point of view, that's a gritty team over there. And you got to look at it like... Them boys ready to go. You got to take your own <laughs> mind for it, man. Like, you watch the ESPN shit, man, and that shit really... Yeah. That shit really... They program your mind to think a certain way. They want you to see this and see that, and they try to hide shit. You know what I'm saying? So I look at that shit... Totally different, you know what I'm saying? I get on my 2K, I look at them ratings, I see how these guys moving and shit. Right. And I watch these games. I really watch these games, not just how many points they score, but how many shots it took them and when did they score these buckets and how did these buckets come about, mm. you know what I'm saying, and them on the defensive end. But this Toronto that's team what's is what's underrated, really too. They are shutting down Golden State. They are making Golden State make very difficult shots. Every shot that they take, it seems like it's a struggle. They really struggling for offense, man, and it's visible. Golden State, visible, was, like. Golden State was going up against Houston and Portland, mm-hmm. two teams that's not really known for defending. Right. So, but see, it's still and it's been this this culture been this way since I can remember basketball. The Eastern teams has always been dominant defensive, I more agree. defensive than the Western Conference. I agree. The East has you have to grind it out. The East remind me of like uh, the NFC North. Like you got you got to run the ball. You know like what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, that's the type of game that the Eastern Conference play. With, um, with Golden State, man, I think the biggest thing is the lack of shooting. When Steph and you know when Draymond and, and Steph and Clay on the field court together, mm-hmm. they really they at their best. You know they they True. you know because Draymond is basically the quarterback. He got the ball in his hands, and Steph and, and Clay are moving for sure. And the same thing when it's KD with Steph and Clay, they even more dangerous because KD can shoot. Right. So you can't back off of him like you back off of Draymond. Because he can pull up from anywhere. But see, the thing that's underrated right now that they really missing, KD can create his own shot. Mm-hmm. Right now, the only person that can create his own shot is Steph. Everybody else, you got to run a set for. Yeah. And, and, and that's really hurting them because they know that. And they, they they really trapping on them high ball screens for yeah. Steph. And that made a big difference. I seen that game one, and I said, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was going to be a problem for them. We got some breaking news, too. A little earlier today, uh, KD was cleared to practice. Okay. And okay. they said, you know, Steve can go do some work to uh, ramp up uh, with him with some younger players after practice. So tomorrow's game is at 9 o'clock tomorrow. You think, you, you think you'll see KD tomorrow? I'm hoping that we see him. I don't know if we're going to see him. I'm hoping that we see him. And not even because I want the Warriors to win because that's just going to make the series that much better. Mm-hmm. Now, even if he don't really come out there, you use him as a decoy. Mm-hmm. He, you have to pay attention to KD. I don't care if he hurt 50%, 75%. A 75% KD, mind you, uh, people, can still win this series. He can still win finals MVP, 75%. And that's, that dangerous. That's the next thing I want to get to you about. Easy money sniper. In Vegas, they <laughs> In Vegas, right now, they got KD at plus 1,000 to win the MVP. Mm. Plus 1,000. You know what I'm saying? So he's... I'm taking that bet. Why not? I'm you taking that $10 bet. $10 on that motherfucking come out, man. I'm taking that bet. So now you look at it like, okay, you got a motherfucker like Kevin Durant. The narrative has been they don't need me. Mm-hmm. I'm going into free agency now. They don't need me. I'm I'm a luxury, not a necessity. Right. You know what they said about Kyrie going? We'll get to that later. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, we'll don't, don't jump later. ahead on me. Don't jump ahead. We got a lot to talk about on this My one. pick for the MVP <laughs> or the Finals MVP has always been Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, you, got, you said it since day one. If they go game seven, they got three games for him to average at least 30 or, 30 or more. I'm going to say this. I felt like LeBron should have won NBA Finals mm-hmm. MVP when they lost because his performance was that spectacular. 
and my bet was I, Kawhi was going to win it. Mm -hmm. I, I went ahead and went against the grain. I went out there and jumped out on the leaf because I'm like, you know what? He going to have to put up some spectacular some some spectacular numbers. He's going to have to do something special. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I do want to say this, too. I got to get this to the fans. These are good numbers. First of all, if the Warriors were to come back and win the NBA Finals, they'd be the second team in three years to come back from a 3-1 deficit in the NBA Finals. Everybody know the last team to do that was the LeBron James Cavs in 2016. But the Warriors will only be the 12th team overall in NBA history as far as the playoffs to come back from a 3-1 deficit, period. And I feel like if any team can do it, It'll be this team. You got to think of this, too. They did it before. They came back from 3-1 and beat KD. And they did. KD they did. To Golden State. <laughs> Another thing you got to remember is this, too. They'll be the first team ever in NBA Finals history to give up a 3-1 lead uh -huh. and lose the Finals and then come back from a 3-1 lead to win the Finals. That's crazy. So they got history. Either way. They can make some history. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. With this final run. And then let me get some love to the Raptor fans out there. Uh, I don't know where y'all came from, by the way, but we'll get to that another day. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park Live. Out of, out of nowhere. That's another thing that scared me if I'm a Raptor fan. For real. That Drake curse. <laughs> no, right. Real, no, it's, no it's real, what though. happened with him, and then he got so fucking hyped after the game. He was screaming out, yay area. And then for him to do all that bullshit, and then for them to, if they lose, uh -huh. If they are to lose this series, man, up 3-1 after he did all this hot dog and showboat. He ain't going to be able to sit on the sideline. <laughs> no. No more rubbing in your shoulders, watch out, cuz. Cuz, you got to go in the press box or something. Hey, you got to do something else, my baby. What else we got on here today, man? Uh, I want to talk about, I want to get into the Kawhi himself. A Kawhi? lot of people was upset when I posted on Facebook not too long ago that I feel like, in my heart of hearts, that Kawhi Leonard is undisputed the greatest Raptor in, in their franchise history, which started in 1995. That's 24 years, 95 to 2019. All the Raptors, I'm going with Kawhi. Make All right, after, the, after this break, we're going to dive into Kawhi Leonard being arguably the greatest Raptor of all time. First yes. to the party, y'all. We'll be back. Let's get it. All right, welcome back to First to the Party. We got a hot take coming up next. Breeze just came through with some shit. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. Let's get to get this clear. You said that Kawhi Leonard, yes, in your opinion, mm -hmm. is the greatest Raptor of all time. Of all time. Go ahead, undisputed. Man. Talk your shit, man. Talk your shit, undisputed. Man. First of all, it's very obvious, right? I love Vince Carter. I love T Mac, Damon Stoudemire. Mm -hmm. I understand that they're franchise. I know their history actually. When you look at Kawhi Leonard, there's no one that's made this big of an impact on their franchise. Made, the only person that can even compete, first of all, is between him and Vince Carter. It's no other person. It's nobody else that's made an impact, in my opinion. Now, I will say oh, this. Wait, wait, I, wait. I respect Vince. Go ahead. I respect Vince. Mm -hmm. Love Vince. Half man, half amazing. The farthest Vince got was when he lost to the 76ers. Second round. Second round. Yep. This guy, Kawhi, been there one season. One. Mm -hmm. Imagine if this guy been there for a while in the East. One season. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he already in the NBA Finals. And more than likely, if you look at the odds, he going to beat the Warriors, one of the greatest teams in modern-day history, period. Yeah. How, how can you not – look at the results. First of all, let's talk numbers. In, in game one, he had 23 points. In game two, 34. Game three, he had 30 points. Game four, he had 36. That's an average of 31 point – that's a 31.1%. 31.1 points, excuse me. That's what he averaged in the postseason. 9.1 rebounds. 
uh, what's that, 3.9 assists. He he leading his team right now in points, rebounds, and steals. And and when it count though, this ain't no regular season. He ain't pulled the the James Harden. He ain't pulled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and James, my guy, by the way, everybody know that. But I gotta keep it real. This guy performing on the highest level. The higher the level go, the better he performed. He averaging 31 in the playoffs, man. I he the greatest Raptor. Man. I hear you, man. I hear you. One season. First season. Mm-hmm. They up three one right now. Mm-hmm. As of today, mm-hmm. they up three one. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. I know they done had their struggles in the playoffs. I know. But goddamn, dog. Them, they done been to these conference finals too, man. They just ran up against LeBron James. A couple years. We giving love to losers around here? No. No, no you already know how I feel we about ain't, that. We ain't giving love to losers on first year party. That. <laughs> that's that's that. what we ain't doing. <laughs> but let's not count these chickens before they count these eggs before they hatch. Okay. Like, they up 3-1. They going up against a fucking monster. Right. If he win, I give it to you. I'll put DeRozan and Lowry up over Vince Carter. Ooh, now that's an argument. Vince Carter You're going to piss some people off with that. Hey, you going to piss some people off with that one. I want y'all to understand this, y'all. Vince Carter, half man, half amazing. Vince Sanity, Dunk King, greatest dunker of all time. Period. Yes. Period. But you can't get that if you're leading people only to the second round. You can't get that. That's how Now, I Eastern feel. Conference Finals, give me that. Give me that. Now, you got you to gotta give me at least that. Second round, I can't go with that. I can't do it. I can't get down to Eastern Conference Finals. I need you to get to the finals. I, I, that's what I need, LA. I'm sorry, man. Like, I need you to get to the finals. And Kawhi did that. None of these other guys could do that. And if you want to talk about him going uh, because of them not making it because of LeBron, you got to look at Kawhi. Kawhi beat LeBron in the finals with the Spurs. So who is it to say that if, if Kawhi would have met LeBron in the Eastern Conference Final that he couldn't have beat him? He beat him on the biggest stage. He did that in San Antonio. But he still beat him, though. He did. He still beat him though. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to put it on. I have to give it to Kawhi. And everybody who upset about that, hey man, make sure you just leave a comment. No, leave them comments, man. Let let us know what y'all think, man. For real. real. But like I said, man, I can't, I can't even disagree with you on that on that subject, bro. Because, I mean, Kawhi, what he is doing right now is huge. You know what I'm saying? It's huge. Like Jurassic Park is live. He fits that culture. All them African motherfuckers over there in Toronto <laughs> fit that culture. From they do, man. Kawhi to Ibaka to Siakam to OG on the newbie. Yeah. Uh, what's my man? They name? got the motherland the, over the there in the six. Masai Ujiri. Yeah. Them motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? And they all they got look like dinosaurs. There. They long and, and lanky. Them motherfuckers Period. is doing their thing. But Kawhi Leonard, man, he is balling. Uh, and as a basketball fan, just as a pure basketball fan, not even really liking either team like that, you know, uh, you have to be excited about what the Raptors are doing because what they did, first of all, they extended the season. Yeah. We all thought that the finals would be done by now. Four games, Warriors is done, right? So you have to be excited about that. And also you have to be excited about history. I'm a, I'm a historian when it comes to basketball. I'm excited when I see somebody doing something that another great player has already done. Either way, we make history. We might have a gentleman sweep on Monday night with the Raptors beating the Warriors or we might have the Warriors come back from 3-1 in the finals. And like I said, LeBron and them did that uh, when they were in Cleveland in 2016. No matter how you look at it, uh, 
we 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 about to make history more than likely. So yeah. I mean, and that and that's good. You gotta look at the date too, where we at right now. The draft don't start. To, the dra- free agency is the thirtieth. The draft is the twenty. Forgot what twenty fifth, something like that, of June. Okay. So we could have some more games. You know what I'm saying? We need to make a segment about what we think the Pistons gonna do at fifteen. <laughs> we all know if you know basketball, if you follow basketball. And you really into it, you know, you a diehard. You know that there's been some prominent players to come out at number fifteen. Yeah. One of them is Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Yes, sir. So that means the Pistons have work to do. They scouting needs to be um the best that it's ever been. You can't mess this pick up. Cause right now we in a swing phase. We can either be really good next year or we can be tanking trying to get the number one pick next year. We're gonna talk about you that know? after the break then. All right. Let's dive into some Pistons shit. We we dive right into it. I'm with it. Because I got a hot take on the Pistons. All right. Well, let's get to it. Let's dive into it. So, all all right. right. Uh, We'll give it to y'all after the break. Keep tuning in. First of the party. Welcome back. Now, we we are here in Detroit, Michigan. We in Michigan. Belleville, Michigan. But we in Michigan. We're going to talk about some Pistons, man. Yes, sir. 15th pick. Yes, sir. It's a lot of options out there. A lot of shit they've been talking. A lot of rumors. We just talking about one, you know, DeMar DeRozan. There's some trading that pick for Rose, DeRozan. That pick and a, you know, a couple of young players for DeRozan. And DeRozan fit Detroit though. He got history with uh, with Qu- with Casey. With Casey. Yeah. He the got thing with, with DeRozan and Blake Griffin though, the floor is already shrunk. <laughs> with Drummond on the floor. Facts. Well. That's big facts right there. DeRozan ain't never been that great of a three point shooter. But he gives you another player that can break down the defense, get in the paint, and obviously, and potentially create opportunities for Drummond and Blake around the basket. That's going to be something that helps Blake. See, I know I, well, Pistons need playmakers too. Mm-hmm. Every team need them. Pistons need somebody that can create their own shot, that can get their own shot. That mid-range that DeRozan got deadly. One of the best in the NBA. Like and top five mid-range art. shooter. Lost art in his Definitely game. lost art. And he gets to the free throw line, which is playoff basketball. Big if time. You, if you can get the team in the bonus and get to the free throw line and, and shoot the free throw at a high clip, that's good playoff basketball. He got a little post work. Yeah. Underrated down there. Yeah, he he got, underrated down there. Nice he got some skill game. down there. And nice we all know game. that he's still a hot flyer. He's still athletic. He's been that way since he came out of college. So that's something that you know we don't really got to touch on. But 15. Uh, if you was the, and then you know they got the Michael Conley shit. Mike Conley, uh, point guard from Memphis, uh, durability issues at times. Still elite point uh, defending point guard. Right, can be a good playmaker. Uh, always play in the West. Always play in the West when it's high power. You know what I'm saying? Now you're going up against some teams like uh, you're in the East now with a top ten player in the league. In my eyes, and Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. So. You know, where I think they should go, I think they should keep the pick. Mm. Keep the pick. Don't move back then. Don't move back. Keep the pick. You keep the pick. Keep Reggie Jackson. Keep Blake Griffin. Keep Andre Drummond. And hope that you can get one of these two one of these two players. Three in my eyes. A lot of people tell us on way to forty to the forty fifth pick. So to get second Baisley. round. Darius Baisley. Hayden? Kid from high school that 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 six nine point four, who set out the whole college basketball season and took the internship at New Balance, signed with Rich Paul. I, I, thought, it was, it, I thought it was Under Armour. It's New Balance. It was New Balance. Yeah, 
He said he had a great experience. I, I listened to his uh his interview mm-hmm. on uh satellite radio, NBA yeah. NBA.com. Yeah. Uh I'm sorry, NBA TV. And he sounded like he got his head on the shoulder. He low key sound very mature. He been, sound like he's ready, but he been working. He's he been, been working, been working out like sports, man. two to three. LeBron in them, man. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's a high 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 reward, low risk type player. We need a wing. We need a three. We've been playing undersized at the three with Bruce Brown, who who over exceeded last year. He exceeded every expectation. He was the second uh, second round pick that we had last year. Okay. We didn't even play Kyrie Thomas a lot, who's a two guard who can defend. Both guys can defend, but Kyrie's uh, perimeter shooting is ahead of uh, Bruce Brown's. But um, back to that 15th pick, Darius Baisley, 6 9, can shoot it, can point forward, long, lanky, so lanky you, defender. You saying with 15, take the risk? If I had to pick at 15, mm-hmm. and, this, and every player that I wanted was there, mm-hmm. The player that I would go get would be Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm going with. Want. Southern Carolina, Southern uh, California, California, USC, USC yep. Trojan, left hand guy, very James Hardy niche. Is that yes. is, is that's even a word? That's his game. Yeah. But I think already that he a better defender, and dealing with Dwayne Casey, he gonna come and defend. Casey is a defensive mindset. Uh, head coach, in my opinion, mm-hmm. he definitely uh, believes in playing defense. So he gonna come into a situation where he will be playing defense. But that guy can shoot. He can, he can boogie too. He can like he, yeah, he can create shot. his own shot. He got he got all the moves. If you want to look at a a pro ready uh, score, he got all the moves from step backs to hezzies, everything. He, he can got score it. from every facet. Athletic. Six six two twenty. He's got his grown man body already at nineteen. And my thing is, we want to look for a starter. And football is different. Like, football, everybody, mm-hmm. like, your first three to four picks need to be starters. Mm-hmm. And that's how we always look at it. Basketball-wise, he might be able to come up and light the bench up. He might be able to come off the bench and light it up. But you know, you know what? what I'm saying? I, I want him to be a starter, but I'm just being honest. He might come and light it up. He and we might need that. He had red flags at USC, too. He did, but his it's re- a risk with everybody. Yeah, though. his red flags was uh, really not his fault, if you ask me. Okay. You playing on a, on the team. Where you're obviously the most talented player on this team, you're the best player on this team, and the coach wants to go in a different direction. The coach wants to run the offense through somebody else when you're the best player on this team, best offensive player hands down on this team. And while you're while they're running this offense through this person, mm-hmm. your team is losing. So, so that strengthens his argument he even more. You right. know what I'm saying? Give me the ball, let me run with this ball, right. and let's let's go. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Kevin Porter Jr. for Detroit. You you can have a, uh, uh, I tell you what they bet not do, bro. Let me let me. I don't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but they bet not. I've been seeing a lot of mock drafts, like the second or third one I've seen. I've seen one on uh, CBS, one on SMB Nation, and they got Tyler Hero from Kentucky coming to uh, Pistons. That'll piss me off. No, look, Tyler Hero is a shot maker. Shot maker. So is Luke Kennard, man. Like I didn't agree with the Luke Kennard pick. I'm, I was pissed because we should have got Mitchell. And you could say that now looking back, but I said it then. Mm-hmm. I, I was on Facebook. You can go back and look yep. it up. We should have went with Mitchell. I'm not mad at Luke Kennard. He here now, and he actually produced that second half of the season. That's, I, I, and, and that's something I want to make sure I publicly give him credit for. Mm-hmm. He went off the second half of the season. Before they made the little trade, before the uh, trade deadline or whatever like that, and last year, Luke was not impressive to me. I was highly unimpressed. I went to a game last year. He ain't really do too much. This year, he's starting to find his groove, I feel like, the second half of the season. He's shooting with confidence. There's no hesitation. Quick trick. The Stan Van Gundy, I think Stan Van Gundy, uh, I don't like him as a coach. 
Definitely don't think he was using Luke the right way. Casey, like, hey, man, we paying you to shoot the ball. Yeah, the so go life. shoot the ball. You know, you know, Casey's more of a player's coach. Casey's more, you know, and you can tell by he developed DeRozan. He developed Lowry. Like, he developed them players True. in Toronto. True. You know, so, so a lot of the credit that Nick Nurse is getting right now should be going to Coach Casey. Um, that's another thing about this. You know what I'm saying? They, they got some, some players that they can develop. They got some young talent. Now they, you get a you get a full training camp and a full offseason with Thon Maker to develop him to the player you want him to be. Right. He's not and playing. Thon haven't been living up to his name. Thon was a highlight factory coming out of high school. Everybody mm-hmm. was super excited. And you can still see the potential of Thon. I haven't given given up on him. I like Thon as a basketball player, but I need Thon to make that next step. You gotta look he at needs to know what in. player he's going to be. Yeah, are you going to be a physical person or are you going to be more finesse? It feel like sometimes you want to be physical, sometimes you want to be finesse. I feel like pick one, develop it, and then get the second half of that. I think and you got to look at the situation he was coming from in Milwaukee too. You know, Thon Maker, uh, in Milwaukee, they pride and joy was Giannis. Mm-hmm. And... You can't blame them, motherfuckers, for that. <laughs> you can't blame that you shit. Can't, you can't. Uh, you got a, you got a seven foot freak. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That keep growing, yeah. and the skill set is is continuous, continually growing. But you also have other young players there that you got you got to keep developing as well. Right, and you got to look at their success at developing talent. They haven't really developed talent. They haven't really developed Giannis. You know what I'm saying? This guy's been he's had the same flaws since he was drafted. But it's showing now. Now, yeah. it, 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 now what I would say is. Be, when you close to winning and you don't win, whatever the reason why you didn't win, it now is magnified to yeah. the point where it's so uh, – it's like a highlighter now. Uh-huh. You need to learn how to shoot the ball, and you need to know how to shoot the ball with, with accuracy. Like, you have to hit your shots, uh-huh. especially when you're wide open. He, it was a couple times, man, they swung that ball around. They moved the ball perfectly. Giannis got the last swing, and he missing. That's unacceptable for you to be the MVP candidate. You have to show up on that end. And Giannis, for him to be that physical, that gifted, you have to have a post game. Because in the playoffs, everybody knows it slows down. And the possessions are limited. Very limited. So that's why you look at that situation with uh, Giannis. He's got the same flaws that he had since he got in the league. Same thing with our maker. So if your best player, your best player... Your best player isn't developing at a, at a, at a good clip. So neither is nobody else from mm-hmm. Jabari Parker, Don Maker. None of those players are developing. Maybe Mo- now him getting Milwaukee under, lacking. Yeah, okay, now they, they maybe lacking. it's the, the coaching staff there in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Now maybe with uh, Don getting up out of that building and starting something new, getting a new voice in his head, uh, get from up under the shadow of uh, Giannis. Now maybe he can look at his situation in Detroit, backing up Drummond and pushing Drummond, hearing all the booze that Drummond's getting. If he get out there and start knocking down that three at a regular clip, blocking shots, running the floor, rebounding, you know, so just getting the IQ part of the game down pat, who knows where this kid can be because he's got the tools. He's seven foot right now with a three-point range. I am about to say he got touch from outside. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, he can block shots. He can. But my thing is, like you said, and I agree a thousand percent, him coming into Detroit, and let's be real, Thon fit Detroit. The Hard attitude, work, he, he, he blue collar. Thon gonna work hard. You ain't about to outwork Thon. You might have better results than him. You ain't about to outwork him. And I I'm, I'm excited about Thon. I'm praying that this be his season that he really step up and show out for us because we really need him. And I'm gonna say this too. Right now, break trade drumming. Trade him. For what? I'm not for sure for what. 
and that's some that's some work that I need to do, and I'm gonna go dig, and I'm we, you know we might bring that back next you know episode, but Trey, get him out. Drummond has been here, and I don't know if art development is bad too, because it might be an organizational thing where art development is not as good. While we talking about Milwaukee, we got my thing about this is a new org, this is a new regime. Okay, but cool. But this is my thing about Drummond. How long have you been in the league to not have any skill set on the offensive end? Even Ben Wallace had a little bit of something. But yeah, look at his his skills and his biggest skills has offensive rebounding. He, he that gives you extra possessions, and he still averaged eighteen points, seventeen points a game last year. So that's with no offensive skill set, right. basically no but no why, jump over. Why not add that? And, and that comes from the culture. That <laughs> Come comes, on, that, and that comes from take that eighteen to twenty three, twenty four, and and maybe we maybe instead of us being what seed were we? Hey. Okay, maybe that maybe that pushes us. That's that that six to seven more points that you could be scoring more per game mm-hmm. might take us because it's the East. Yeah, it might take us from eighth to fifth. You that's more comfortable. Y'all look at this too. You gotta look at the situation that they had in Detroit when he was there. Like his first year when he was developing, they had Rasheed Wallace working with him. When, you know, since so before Stan Van Gundy, he showed progress. He showed that bully, that strong, that bull. Stan Van Gundy gets here, he changes that. Stan Van Gundy was trying to get to that newer style of basketball of drumming down there by himself and four shooters around him, like he did yeah. with Dwight with Orlando. Dwight. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Basically, and he looked at it like, okay, we got some guy, a young guy in Brandy Jensen, we'll get him lobs and things of that nature. And it worked. It was working. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. But now you have to say, hey, man, let's not play their style of basketball. Let's, let's play a style of basketball that fits him. Meaning, let's get him the ball with his back to the basket. And let's get him, just if he can knock down a right-handed hook over his left shoulder with consistency. Consistency. He can get 21 to 22 points a game. And that's what we need. Because he's getting 17 points already right. with, with just rebounds and lobs. You know what I'm saying? So if you add that shit to his game. And that's all I'm saying. But I'm saying is, if he can't develop that, we need to trade him while he still is, while he still has trade value. But that's where you have to find the team. That's willing to go back and play that style of basketball. Yeah, to find a team that, that why not? Because my thing is this: if we trade him, and even if we don't necessarily get a center, quote unquote, a center back, let Thon start. See what Thon got. Was well, Thon athletic? Mm-hmm. He can shoot. His IQ he, he, is he, down though. Oh, I, okay. All His right. IQ is but Thon fits more of the new era center yeah. than Drummond does. He do. You know what I'm saying? Like he he I can like get Drummond's out on the style break. of play though. I like that. I Man, like that. I like the fact that Drummond can rebound. That's the only thing that I like. I wish he, he would be he, better he, defensively too. Exactly. Like he can stand on the perimeter and defend. And down low, he shows some. He does show flashes of being a dominant player. But then he show flashes of this motherfucker just fell asleep. <laughs> Period. Like you look at him, he like, didn't miss his back asleep. cut. You know, yeah, this like, nigga just on, fell, he just stand around looking, and you know what I'm saying? Certain shit like Clint Capella. Clint Capella makes plays that you like. Damn, Drummond can make them plays. Yes. Why Drummond don't make the plays? Houston are selling all their players right now. Would you take a Capella for Drummond swap? Capella is a year younger. He can rebound. He block shots. He catch fucking lobs. I think Drummond a, a better rebounder than Capella. Yeah, Drummond's the, the best rebounder in the league. But we need that. But defensively, what Capella brings to the floor. He makes your team a better defensive team automatically. Instantly. Instantly. Yeah. My thing is Drummond this, shows the to, flashes. Before we, I answer that question, I would have to see, I would have to go back and look at some tape on how Capella holds up against a boogie, how he holds up against Embiid. Because Embiid, like you said, he owned real estate 
and drumming head. Mm-hmm. He fucking drumming up. And that's unacceptable. With consistency. That's unacceptable. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm and then you not you not putting no pressure on him on the other end. Yeah. Cause you won't have no moves and he know that. So that makes me want to <laughs> take that fucking trade already. <laughs> you know, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? But back to the draft. I got a couple players. Kevin Porter Jr. from okay. USC. Okay. Bow Bow from Oregon. Ooh. Both of these players fail. They're falling in the draft. What are you, a 7 1 7 2? Bow Bow 7 2. <laughs> he can shoot, too. And he can move. He can crawl. Yeah. He got a crossover game. He can shoot the three, crossover block shots. Now, uh, let me say this, though. He hooped in the Pac 10. Oregon. Pac 10 yeah. ain't. And he had a broken, broken defense foot. Broken there. foot. He broke his foot or whatever. He, he, he didn't come back from the broken foot. He wouldn't train for the draft. Look at this lineup here. Last year we had Zaza as the backup. <laughs> yeah. With Thine. Right. Now if you bring in Thine and Bowl Bowl off the bench, look at the length you got. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You got two seven 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 one and seven 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 two. You they put Thine at the four. The yeah, you put Thine at the four, put Bowl Bowl at the five. Because Thine played the four last year. So you looking at it, you got some length behind them. Right, but we'll be getting scoring at. They we both we still need firepower off that bench. Well, Bo Bo can shoot the three. He, okay. can, he can play with his back to the basket. He got some offensive games, whereas Don is just a, a, a pick and pop. But can you know Bo run? Yeah. And the reason why I ask that is because Ish is our point guard off the bench, and I love Ish. Well, we got to resign Ish. Well, we, 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 we better resign him. I that, love Ish. I'm, and, a, I'm on record they, right now. I love Ish about, Smith. They got rumors saying that they're going to let Ish walk because they want to sign either Derrick Rose, Seth Curry, uh, Jeff T. Not Man, hell, dog. I mean, Seth Curry a a a, a Seth Curry ain't no point guard though. No, Off he the not. Bench, he, he not. his handle is about as good as Clay's, and we know how Clay handle is not good. Yeah, you but, know what I'm saying. What if you're bringing Rose in after the season you had last year? I love Rose. I've always loved Rose. I I'm just praying he can stay healthy. And mm-hmm. is and is he gonna want to be motivated enough to play for Detroit? Well, he closer to home. I, I understand that, but Chicago, are you are you away? True. Are you gonna want to play here? And my, so. See, my thing is, the reason why he balled like that in Minnesota is to put himself in the position that he in now. Now that you're in that position, are you still going to be motivated enough to come give us what we need? I think he's on a redemption tour. I'm not saying he's going to be the roles that he was before, but okay. he's almost a better player than he was before. He don't have the athleticism that he had, mm-hmm. but he got more skill. The jump shot is there now. He's shooting it's three, definitely more consistent. 41% from three last year? That's a winner. That's Because what he was shooting in uh, Chicago, 36 Yeah, he wasn't percent? really a three-point it was, shooter. It was bad. He was, but he had the athleticism. And then he showed flashes last year of that burst. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you got Oh, no, don't get it twisted. He still got a. Yeah. He still will take off on your ass. He ain't sure. punching on nobody, but he'll take off. Yeah, What's but that? he can get a foul, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We don't need to highlight. Exactly. Detroit ain't never had him anyway. Yeah. You know so what I'm saying? We'll so, like, shit, we'll take it. So, like I said, Kevin Porter Jr., Darius Baisley, Bobo. That's what I'm looking at, man. That's what I'm looking at for the Pistons. I'm but, looking at, I'm looking at, I'm definitely looking at Kevin Porter, man. Yeah, got the game. I like, I like Kevin Porter. But look, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. The next segment that we're gonna jump into is Brooklyn Nets versus New York Knicks. If you a top free agent, which are you going to? I'm gonna battle from both sides of the fence. We'll be right back on uh first of the party. All right, so we back first of the party, Alpha J D seven and y'all boy Jody Breeze. Listen. Uh, we're going to battle from the argument right now. If you're a top free agent, which one do you pick? Do you pick the Brooklyn Nets or do you pick the New York Knicks? Now, everybody knows I am a diehard New York Knicks fan along, of course, with my hometown Detroit Pistons, right? But now I need to tell the truth. First of the party, we don't bullshit. We're going to give you exactly what we feel. And I feel that it is a certain couple things why you should pick the Brooklyn Nets over my New York Knicks. 
Number one, you got Jay-Z, Rock Nation slash Live Nation there. That is a super big influence in the, in the culture. Jay-Z has a great, outside of LeBron James, I'm looking at Jay-Z, um, his agent, agency, his company. They got KD over there already. Like, they making big moves. And that guy, Rich Porter, man, he a good guy. Everybody like him. He's very likable, man. And he getting people money, period. Um, that's going to be something that free agencies, they're going to look at. They want to get closer to Jay because Jay's just not no regular rapper anymore. He's a billionaire. He's a mogul. And he's going to set you up with commercials. He has multiple different connections. That's something that that's hard to not look at. Um, you got to look at uh, Brooklyn got a better team than us, man. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, from top to bottom, man, Brooklyn has a better team. Look at what they did, man. They made the playoffs last year. They beat us in the New York battle. They they swept us. We didn't win a game against them. They beat our ass. Uh, you got to look at their team. They got a young team, a hungry team. That team that's eager, and they don't, they don't even know them themselves yet. They don't have the ego yet. They don't have the, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not diving on the floor. They trying to win. They hungry out there, and they got playmakers. You add a Kyrie and a Kevin Durant to that, you you looking at the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't care. I, they look looking at the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. The next thing that you have to look at is, and and this is the most important point. You have to look at James Dolan. Mm. James Dolan is the owner of the New York Knicks. James Dolan, people, I need y'all to understand that he is in the media for all of the wrong reasons for example he kicked the kid out of the garden because the kid asked him to sell the team and you made the paper because of that you kicked out a young new york nick fan because a new york nick fan is just like al fudge and myself they honest he asked you to sell the team because you suck as an owner you trash and what you did was your response as an adult to a kid i'm gonna kick you out of the stadium when you had that type of media and that type of drama as from your owner, mind you, most people don't even know the names of owners in the NBA. They don't even know the names. But we know James Dolan because he's in the media for all of the wrong, all of the bullshit. Fuck up. <laughs> Period. Fuck up. Um, and and that's, that's, a, that's a big issue. That's my... Uh, Al, how you feel about that, man? How you feel about being going to the Brooklyn Nets over the Knicks? I know you got a take on that. I look at it, of course... The present is a big a big factor. Kenny Atkinson, the coach of the Nets, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Marks, you know what they what them boys doing over there in Brooklyn? They they were they were behind the eight ball, man. That that Paul Pierce KG trade, they took down their all their draft picks for a long fucking time. The, they, bounce, the bounce back was amazing. Bounce back, and it took them years because they didn't have any first round draft picks for a long time. They mm. took a gamble on a player, D'Angelo Russell, where D'Angelo Russell. Nobody wanted him. No club wanted him. No, sir. Because he, he out here snitching. When that motherfucker <laughs> started snitching, it fucked him up. You know what I'm saying? So they took a chance on him, and they paid off for both parties. Don't forget about the money they had to spend on Darren Williams that didn't pan out, too. That didn't work either. Did that, that, you know what I'm saying? Like They showing championship caliber in the front office, mm-hmm. and that's where you got to start at. Sh- uh, James Dolan. <laughs> from, from the shit with Oak. Man. <laughs> the kid... Just how he treated. Cause remember, remember what he said too in the media for one after he traded Christoph Pasingas. You don't, as an owner, you don't come out and speak bad on your players. You know what I'm saying? Look how that affected uh, uh, Dan Gilbert. Yeah, Dan Gilbert looked like an asshole. Not just that, man. But you don't do stuff like that. Go back to the relationships he's had with his general managers. Right. Phil Jackson, Isaiah Thomas. Like, 
is all and, bad. And, and both of them motherfuckers did a good job. Isaiah brought in Steve Francis and Stephon Marbury. And, True. And he brought talent in here. Phil Jackson. Everybody laughed at that motherfucker when he drafted Porzingis. Yeah. Porzingis turned out to be a beast. A beast. You know what I'm saying? The then, the, then the fights when him and Dolan pushed him out of there. Right. You know what I'm saying? They brought Melo here. Right. Brought Amari Stoudemire here, and let's let's talk about that. Amari Stoudemire was at, he was having a multiple fifty point games before they had Brung Melo there. Mm-hmm. He was hooping, hooping as the number one option for the New York Knicks before Melo got he there. He was balling. So injuries I mean, took their place. Injuries took their toes. It's not Melo fault. You know what I'm saying? I hate how people jumping on Melo and shit like that. But back to the subject, man. Like James Dolan, man. Like. Who want to go through that shit? Now I know that they went out there and they got Fizdale, who's a, and they got uh, uh, Scott Perry, mm-hmm. you know, saying general manager, mm-hmm. and they're making some good ass moves. If you look at the roster as it's constructed, you got Dennis Smith Jr., right. Mitchell Robinson, you know, saying so them two young players that's pretty good, Kevin yeah, Knox. Kevin Knox you know is gonna be a monster. You heard it. He's gonna be a scoring machine. Yeah, you got the third pick now, Frank uh, Nilakina. Yep. Who coming into his own? You know what I'm saying? Point guard can still defend. got Moutier over there, yeah. which is another young point Moutier guard. Moutier had a good season last year. He did. They got we got yeah. a we got a lot of guards over there. We gotta make that. We gotta make something happen. Now I've argued from Brooklyn point of view. I'm gonna switch over to my Knicks, and this is gonna be quick because we don't have a lot of points on our side, but they are key points mm-hmm. of why as a top free agent, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, even a Jimmy Butler, why I would even pick New York over Brooklyn. The first key reason is because the Knicks have a starving fan base if you remotely be good in new york right now for the knicks you will be considered legendary home court advantage that home court that garden you you will be damn near ascended to god status (laughs) because they are starving the last time that we was in the finals was 99 against uh san antonio we know how that played out okay that's that's a key point. You want a starving fan base because as a big name, when you show up, it, every game is going to be packed out at home. And the Garden is going to be rocking. Not only is the Garden going to be rocking, it ain't going to just be Spike Lee. It's going to be other celebrities that are going to show up to the game, just like how they do for the Lakers. The next key point is that they have black people in key positions in their organizations. President of Operations Steve Mills, black. General Manager Steve Perry, black. Head coach David Fisdale, also black. And let's be honest about the situation. Those three guys are not in the media. If you speak to anybody in the NBA or even remotely around basketball at a professional level, nobody has anything that bad to say about three these three gentlemen who are really the backbone and are making the decisions for the Knicks. The problem is James Dolan. Yes. They don't say anything about these three key black guys. They say something about James Dolan. And that's what the problem that's is. That's a good part, and you made a good a good point there. When he hired these three, these three guys there, the narrative around New York has sort of changed. Now you're starting to hear about players maybe considering picking New York as a destination. Now, Brooklyn didn't become a destination for these top free agents until a few weeks ago. Period. Until D'Angelo Russell got caught with the weed. Right. Now they're saying, instead of giving this motherfucker a max, we can go out there and get that max to Kyrie. Who is from Jersey? Exactly. That's right across exactly. the bridge from Brooklyn. Exactly. And Who we all know idolizing Jason Kidd as a point guard. And majority of us already understand that we how we feel in the public. What I've seen on Facebook and the memes and everything, everybody feels that wherever KD go, Kyrie gonna go, and vice versa. Well, they going somewhere together. That's how it looks. I don't know. I don't have any inside track. Out, but Stephen A. and that report came out on ESPN last week, where they made the trade for Alan Crabb to. Atlanta 
Victoria Prince mm-hmm. like open up two max spots. But but see, I thought and 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 I could be wrong here, but I thought that that opened up actually the third max spot. They already had two max spots, if I'm not mistaken. They only had Brooklyn. one. They only had one. Okay. They traded away the one with um, uh, Alan Crabb, and now they got two. Okay. Now, it's been reported KD don't want to go to Brooklyn. He wants no part of Brooklyn. But it it was reported that he bought a house in New York. Yeah, he, he bought wanted, he, he bought wanted, real estate for sure in New York. He wanted to go to New York. I don't know what Knicks. state. But, I, mean, wanted, I don't know what city. I'm sorry, but he it's wants in New York. To play for the, he, if he was to go, if it was him and Kyrie, he wants the team up in New York with the Knicks. That's where I want him at too, man. Go, go KD. To you know what I'm saying? Get the boys in Manhattan. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> we we trying to get them boys to the Garden, man. Yeah. So now you look at that. If it's not Kyrie and KD in Brooklyn. Who is it? I don't know, man. Because they I got I, three first round picks now. We need to, we need to, we need to make a move for AD. But I feel like AD either going and you hear it here first. AD going to either New York or Los Angeles. I think AD going to the Nets. You think I he's think, going to the Nets? I think the Nets gonna put up a, a nice package. If that's the case, then I'm gonna consider and Boston K- too. Then. No, I think Kyrie and KD going. Kyrie and AD going to Brooklyn. Oh. And do you I think, think I think it's either gonna be. Kyrie and AD to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. or Kyrie and AD to the Lakers. Oof, and, I, and I say that that's because disgusting. Kyrie <laughs> that's wants disgusting. to go to Brooklyn, but he has to get the clearance from AD that that's where AD's going to make it to right. Brooklyn. Because right. the Pelicans hold the fucking – they hold everything. But this is the thing, though. I don't think KD coming to New York by himself. I think KD – I think this is what, what I think. There's already an asterisk on my championships. Why would I leave? My thing is this. He, he, you're right. That's all I'm about to say. Is he going to be New York or he going to stay? If I can't win, if I can't do it and if, if Kyrie ain't going to New York and it's not going to be that, I might as well stay. True. So now, but if he, he put, stays My thing there, is he put his house up for sale in the Bay. Put it up for sale. Now, that don't really mean shit because, I mean, he a, he a millionaire. I mean, yeah, he, he can just go grab another one in, in San Francisco. put his house up in the Bay for sale. They're not playing to Oakland next year. That's what I said. They're they playing to San Francisco. They're moving to San Francisco. True. I mean, it's up so the that, street. Up it's the little, street. little shit right San Francisco and the Bay yeah. right next to each other. You know what I'm saying? That's what. That's uh. If this motherfucker come back and they win, they win this final because they have go 3-1, that's going to be some shit. He going to leave, though. I think if he wins, everybody going to be like, that's going to be the, like, you remember Shannon Sharp said, they'll never love you like they love Steph. That's true, and I've always said that. I've always continued, and I will continue to say that. That's Steph's team, no yeah. matter how you want to. He still got you, one KD. more ring than you. They'll never love you, KD, like they love Steph. Well, that's a way that you could creep up on Steph's ass. But I tell you what, you come to New York and you win, everybody will love you. But you got to win. You got to, yeah. You because win. if you leave Golden State and you lose, mm-hmm. then they're going to have motherfuckers say, see, I told you you couldn't win without them. My biggest fear I coming out of this situation for my, for my Knicks is that. They strike out? Yep. And we and we we lead this bitch with R.J. Barrett and that's it. I'm gonna be a sick ass fan. I think that's fan, the best dog. spot for y'all to be at number three. I think that's the best spot. I don't don't buy into everybody else. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about if if we can't make a move, we don't get the, the trade. Best. I think that's the we, best spot. And all we do is come out of this motherfucker with R.J. Barrett. You think that's the best? Man, you trip. You know why I say that? Ain't no way. Golden State was built off Stan Pat. Golden State State was built off that. They drafted True. all them boys. True, but as and you, look how much young talent you have. Mitchell Robinson, DSJ, Kevin Knox, Milikina, Moody. Somebody got to come in there and show them how to win. I don't care how young your team is. That's always a playing mm-hmm. veteran. And that veteran for Golden State was Andre Iguodala. Exactly. So we now, need somebody that can still hoop, 
tell me what you're telling me, and then go show me that it worked. That's and I'll why, follow. There's you. one player that I think that can do that. That's not a superstar that's on that top tier level. Right. That everybody's talking about grabbing. Right. That's on the level right behind that. I'm talking about Jimmy Butler. Right? Jimmy Butler. Man, I'm going to tell he you right now. He got the dog in him. The only thing about Jimmy Butler that pissed me off is I don't like how Jimmy Butler operates with the media. That's a problem. That, that can really fuck up your chemistry in the locker room. For example, if me and you, we sitting here and we have an issue, I don't feel like you practicing hard enough. Mm-hmm. And then I go out to the public and say, man, this nigga Al Fudge ain't doing shit in practice. You're going to be like, damn, bro, you could have pulled me to the side and said that. He, it ain't no mistake. He did the shit twice. How you know he ain't did that? But you don't go out to the media and say that. Though. But you know what? The one first as time, a leader, the first time he did, he did it against Derrick Rose in Chicago. Right, and then you turn around and do the shit again in but Minnesota. Derrick Rose said, "I needed that." That's why he said he fucked with him in Minnesota. Man, he needed it. Look. Carl Anthony Towns, like Derrick Rose. Now Derrick Rose just public, came bro. out and said it this year. Right. Damn, that motherfucker. You crowned it. Everybody crowned this motherfucker with this shit before he even did anything in his league. I love Carl. He's a talented player, but we crowned this motherfucker before he did shit. Man, he ain't exciting a good player. My thing is, as in my point of view, as a leader, if I got an issue with you, I'm going to make sure that I have an issue with you. It's going to stay behind closed doors. You don't leak that shit out to the public because at the end Jimmy. of the day, that's your brother in arms. Y'all going to war together. I ain't going to war with nobody who's talking shit. Like, I ain't doing that. Jimmy is a killer, though. Jimmy no, he is, is old school. He is, he is. Jimmy is the type of player that's going to fuck all the popularity contests, fuck all the... the uh, Want to be this but, and that? He gonna go out there and he gonna fight every time. But bro, old school, old school wasn't going. Old school wasn't going in the public, man, and 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 talking about your players. Old school coaches did that. A coach would get in front of that press conference and light his team up. But we in a different, we in a different area though. The social media era is different. Like everything is publicized. Everything is big. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you gotta reach some of these younger players through social media. Take a hit to their image. Cause a lot of these motherfuckers caring about what they wearing. The ego. Yeah, what they yeah. wearing to the yeah. game uh-huh. more than how they playing in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, motherfucker like Drummond who got put out in the first round this year, shooting a fucking music video right now. <laughs> Shoot a fucking hook shot, boy. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And that nigga music video, trash. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, you you focus on the wrong shit. Yeah, he is. But New York, the best move for them to do is throw the bag at Jimmy, draft draft R.J. Barrett. Now you're looking at a lineup of DSJ, RJ Bear, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Knox, and Mitchell Robinson. Young pieces. Still got Moody A, Nelikina. All them still off the bench. One of them got to get moved, though, for something else. Ain't no way we're going to run with three damn point guards unless you're going to put Frank at the two coming off the he's bench. He's 6'6". That's why I said yeah, you, can, you can put him at the two, he I can guess. Play the, he can play the two. And then that's the another playmaker who can break the defense down, get in the paint, dump offs. You know what I'm saying? So I think the Knicks should stay in pack. I think the move for the Nets – I think the Nets probably gonna let what's his name go. Who? I think the, Russell. I think they gonna let D'Angelo walk. Russell gonna get somewhere, or they, and, or, they gonna tra- or they can sign a trade on the New Orleans. I want to say this too, though. Too, I want to bring this up, and this is gonna be my last point for the New York, the uh, Brooklyn uh, Nets and New York thing. Mm-hmm. If KD do come to New York, I think Kemba will come to New York. Then Kemba go home. If Bro- if 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 Brooklyn, which used to be New Jersey Nets, let Kyrie go home, mm-hmm. I would go talk to Kemba. Come on. That'd be a good move, but you got DSJ. I, I know that stunts his growth. That do stunts his growth, and like I said, I, I'm, I, how can I put this, man? Um, I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful to DSJ. I've liked it, DSJ, since he was at um, where, where did he come NC out of? State. Uh, NC State when he was mm-hmm. playing in the ACC, right? I still like him. I need somebody who proven right now. 
the fan base, including myself, listen to how I'm talking to you. We want to win right now. Know, Fuck the waiting, you know what I'm bro. You know, we want it right now, bro. You know, you know what I'm saying? Patient. I know you are, and I'm, I'm not, bro. I like to get we we want this W right now, and bro. I know how hard it is to sit back and be. Patient. It is, man. But you got sometimes you gotta you have to sit back, be patient, let these players develop on their pace. Because you gotta remember the NBA ain't get, doing them no favors. Nah. They're not letting them develop in, in the college scene. No. So if they're not developing in the college scene. You have to develop these kids because they are kids with yeah. millions of dollars mm-hmm. that care about chains, bitches, cars, <laughs> you know, so all that shit. That's true. They're not Social about, media. They're not caring about getting a pull up. They're not caring about a post game. They're not caring about that shit. So well, the have, real, the real ones do. The ones who really want to be great yeah. and want to win. That's why. That's why I love Lonzo because, like Levar said, he came from all that shit before. Mm-hmm. He not. He not impressed by red carpets and cars. Mm-hmm. Bought him a car at eighteen. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, saying crazy. He grew up in California, so the bitch is always bad. And I'm going to tell you right now, you put me on that. I fuck with LeVar Ball heavy, strength off the strength of the shit, the conversation that me and you had. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people think LeVar Ball is crazy, but when you look at it as a black man, how many black fathers are really out here like that? It's and not. he putting his boys in position. He just put the and let's be real, that's what you're supposed to do. And look at and, and, and the shit that he said came true. Like he came on there last year and said, he, Magic Johnson ain't shit but a puppet. He just a, he's just a face. And look, fast forward, now he they, gone. Now he gone, so he right? Decisions that he he don't make all the decisions. Levar, Levar just say uncomfortable shit. That's really yeah. all it is. And it's but it be true. It's just like Kanye. Kanye say the most silliest shit. And but it be like if you think about it, you be like, you know damn. what, the motherfucker low key right. <laughs> damn, you know what I'm saying? Damn, he nigga, you could have said it so. We could have said it a different way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? That like I said, Levar pointed it out, and I think he right. You know what I'm saying? And it's starting to look like. You're right. Yeah. Don't be surprised if the Lakers don't come out here this year and go crazy. Yeah. Like, I think the Lakers shouldn't sell none of their pieces for AD. Me either. Why? Think, why? Because he's going to be a free agent next year anyway. That's AD, why I didn't understand that. AD, I relay the message through with Rich Paul to LeBron, to the Lakers organization. Right. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Wait on me. Don't yeah. trade. Because if I'm AD, look here. You trade all these young motherfuckers for me. When LeBron leave in three years, four years. I'm I'm by myself. And it's going to be more pressure because I'm in L.A. Exactly. So, listen, look, people, we got one more segment after this. We're going to close this one out. The next segment is since Joshua lost. Yes, sir. Okay. Unfortunately, by the way, since Joshua lost um, and we don't, we the, the fight between him and Wilder, it's still going to be a fight, but it's not going to be a super fight. Mm-hmm. Our next segment, we're going to talk about what are the other super fights that the public want to see. Me and Al Fudge, 87, we about to break this shit down, all right? First boxing. to the party, man. We talking boxing, man. We talking boxing, man. We talking boxing. We Combos, baby. Let's get it. Got some heavyweight boxing coming up, man. Last week, Anthony Joshua got knocked out by Andy Ruiz. Some fans disappointed. Some fans not shot. Either way, we left this motherfucker out of a, a mega fight. Out the heavyweight division between Wilder and Anthony Joshua. I'm sick. We all a little. I'm, I'm a little, sick. I'm, I don't even, <laughs> I would say I'm excited, but we got another heavyweight. Andy, and let me say something about Andy Ruiz before we get started on Joshua. Andy Ruiz has heart. He already came out and said that not only do he plan on giving a rematch to Joshua, he going to fight Wilder too. Boy got heart. He might be a little bit crazy, but guess what? He got heart. 
And uh, that's what you need in this in this sport. You, you know what? Because everybody be talking politics and this, this, and that. It come down really to the fighter. And do you really want to get in the ring? If a fighter really want to fight another fighter, he will he will talk, he will he will move his agent to the side. Big nuts. He he he'll be telling his agent, "No, you work for me. This is what we gonna do. This is what we gonna sign for." So when it come to Joshua and Wilder, in that case, they both was on some bullshit. AJ more than um, Wilder, and I am an AJ fan. I really feel like AJ would have beaten Wilder. Um, that was the take that I took on it after he lose to to Ruiz. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's looking like I was gonna be wrong. So I've always been the bomb squad. I always fuck with the bomb squad. I always squad. Fuck, I always fuck with till this day. <laughs> till this day. But you know, you gotta look at it from this point of view. Everybody that Wilder fight is better than him. They can box better than him. You know what I'm saying? Every every fighter that he go up That's against, are, they are better boxer than he is. But that motherfucker has a cheat code in his right hand. Man, that motherfucker straight from God. Yeah, he hit you with that God right hand. God and blessed his right arm, and, bro. <laughs> and it's over. You know what I'm saying? So I always Man. felt like, and I seen the the shots that Joshua's took and how he responded from the Klitschko fight, from Pavekin, from the Ruiz fight. He don't have a chin. But you can't say he don't have a chin because this is heavyweight boxing. This isn't welterweight. This is a middleweight. Everybody can punch. A fight can change from one punch in the heavyweight division. Ask to Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas. This is different. He got dropped four times, not once. True. So, with that being said, we still have enough to be excited for about boxing. Box. So, all y'all UFC fans out there, I don't want to make y'all mad, but boxing, not only did we make a comeback, but we taking it back over. I'm more of a boxing fan than the UFC boxing fan. Boxing is still king to me. Boxing is still king. It's been king to me. I, don't, I never you bought the UFC. You got, UFC is a pimping sport. They go jump on one motherfucker until you fall off. And they're going to jump on to the next. Exactly. Boxing, listen, we got a lot. And this is for, and, and I don't want to make this just for the black community, but I do want to say this. The black community for boxers, you do have something to be excited about. We have a lot of fighters right now who are, are making history. And we got a lot of young, up-and-coming fighters. And I want to talk about Shakur Stevens, Devin Haney's of the world. And I can't wait. If them, if them two fight, I'm paying for that. Because them two, they cold, they gonna bro. Keep them, they going to keep, you t- they they keep them away man. from each other. When I and say iron, got, shoppers uh, iron, them two young boys is ready. They still got man. the young boy, too. Uh, uh, the Garcia, the young kid. Uh, 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 Mikey. No, no, not Mikey Garcia. The Who young kid, uh... De La Hoya got. Oh, oh, okay. I know, I know. I can't think about it. I, I don't know his first name. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, he he a pretty young kid too. He's pretty good. Teofimo Lopez. He really good. A lot uh, of people don't know about Tevin Farmer. Tevin Farmer. <laughs> he got four <laughs> losses, man. But he got heart. He got heart. Tevin Farmer gonna make it a fight. Period. He, he, can't, he don't have a punch, but he can box his ass off, and he really good. So you got big fights with him and Gary Russell, him mm-hmm. and Tank Davis. Yes. Maybe Lomachenko. Oh. So them two, them two together would be a uh, you know them some good fights. We got Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. That's the dog. biggest fight I want to see. When they, that's a super fight. When you talk about Errol Spence Jr. and Bud Crawford, and I'm gonna go on record right now. I'm going with Errol, the mm-hmm. truth, Spence Jr. That's yeah. been my guy since day one. All my close homeboys know I didn't called on the phone bragging. I've been saying he gonna be the truth since he won that silver medal in the Olympics because he has fundam- He's fundamentally sound, right? Mm-hmm. And them body shots is unprecedented. You okay. hear what I'm saying? He chopping the it. tree. But I want to also go on record and be very, very clear and 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 and, and uh, transparent right now. Bud Crawford, probably the most talented boxer in boxing right now. 
talent-wise. This guy switches stances. He 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 fights on the floor. He reminds me of Floyd. Floyd didn't even watch tape. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Floyd didn't watch tape. Floyd got in there and analyzed you. Mm-hmm. And Bud doing that on the fly. But, but Bud analyzed you on the fly. A couple times, too. True. Earl just overwhelmed you. <laughs> overwhelming. Power. Like, like he shut Mikey Garcia out. And I told people that's what's going to happen. I didn't see him. I, I, I told I'm everybody. I'm a, I'm a Earl, Earl going to put Mikey fan. down. <laughs> I'm an Earl Spence fan. I felt like Earl was going to have some trouble in the first half of the fight. Mikey was going to use his boxing skill and get him, you know what I'm saying, frustrating him and shit like that. But then I. I, and then I thought he was going to catch him, you know, you know, basically him tiring out and then, you know, basically finishing him off, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the fight. But a shutout, a shutout. That boy ain't went around. He didn't went around. He went <laughs> out there and he, he boxed him, hit him to the body, tore him up, you know what I'm saying, beat mm-hmm. his ass. Just methodically beat his ass, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So that's one I like. Um Lomachenko and Tank. I'm telling you. I think I think Bob Aaron will keep him away with Tank. I, if I'm Bob Arum, I'll make the fight now because Tank is not focused. He focused on that girl. He fat. He out he, of shape. He with AB. All about billions. Yeah. And everybody know that's bad for business. You got to let that go. <laughs> I think AB need to get away from every... He need to get away from... I think AB need to go on vacation by himself. Mm-hmm. No niggas. Mm-hmm. Nobody. No, no film to, crew. No film crew. None of that. Leave his phone at the house. Go on vacation by himself. And find himself. Mm-hmm. Find he ain't hungry no more. Because he don't let his hands go. Yeah, he got all that money. He all them, he want to be a rapper and all this and that. But listen, let me. I want to make out. We got because we got to go on record for stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, 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 we got to bag up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who you going with? Errol Spence Jr. Bud Crawford super fight. Who you taking? I'm going with Spence. And how you going about the win? I think Spence wins. I think Earl. I think Bud is older. The older fighter. Mm-hmm. I think it's his last payday. Uh, I think he just. Going out on the bang, and I think Earl Spence got a lot more to go. So do you got Earl winning in a decision in twelve? You got him stopping him early. TKO, KO by decision. I got Earl winning by decision. Naturally bigger fighter, Bud moving up. Mm-hmm. Earl fighting to stay down. Um, he think, is fighting to stay down, ain't he? You can could tell. Fifty four. <laughs> I think you can see Earl go up to fifty four. I see Earl beating him by the fit by decision. Uh, similar to Mikey Garcia, but not as not as dominant as Mikey Garcia. Not as dominant as Marquis Garcia, but uh, I see him winning that fight. Um, I don't see him dominating Mikey. I mean, I'm, excuse me. I don't see him dominating Bud either. I'm going to have to agree with you, but I do have him winning. Um, I definitely have him winning the fight. I, I've been saying that since day one, and that's my pick, and I'm going to stick with it. Tank and Lomachenko, if Tank is in shape and Tank is at his at the top of his game, I'm going with Tank over Lomachenko. Lomachenko has skill. Footwork, but the power that Tank got, man, the power that Tank got is amazing, man. It's crazy. Like I said, Lomachenko, though, he is, they call him the Matrix for a reason. You know, the footwork that, that Lomachenko got, the uh, the skill set that he has, man, and the way that he worked is crazy. But when Tank is focused, Tank is in shape, he a monster. And I feel like when you, when you if Tank get that fight with Lomachenko, too, you will see a focused Tank. He ain't gonna come out there playing around. He gonna walk forward. He gonna try to. He gonna try to dog Lomachenko. You gotta motivate Tank at this. You point, gotta. Man. But that name Lomachenko, that'll motivate him. Oh, you gotta, Tank gonna you get in that gym and work, so, man. But Lomachenko's a machine, man. Like, so, so who you picking? 
Who you taking? Tank or Lomachenko? I would probably have to take Lomachenko because Lomachenko got the skill. He focused. Boxing it, is his life. There's nothing Footworking about, is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> boxing is his life. That's all he knows. He coming from a country to where they don't believe in shit but that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no social media. There's no dance. The new hottest dance. There's not no rap. There's not no, this is the girl, this girl on social media. And this, this is where he live and, and breathe is boxing. I feel like right now, if you if you call Tank on the phone and you tell Tank, hey, we just set you up below Machinko. Tank, whole everything going to change in his system. He going to get focused and he going to come out he there ready to go to no war. More, man. Oh, he he, he got to get back to that I grimy he, Baltimore kid that didn't have nothing. Yeah. AB found him with nothing mm-hmm. and gave him a shot. He got to get back to that. Not none of that fucking dancing and shit. He got to get back to that shit, man. Another super fight, in my opinion, um, and this, and a lot of people might not agree with this, but if you're close to the culture, you know how heated this can get. I'm taking Jamal, Charlo, and Danny Jacobs. That's a, that'll be a super fight. They both got good names. Mm-hmm. They both have decent records. Yeah. Very good records, and they don't. They genuinely don't like each other. Jacobs have he lost to Canelo and, and Triple G, and some close a- fights. Everybody lose to Canelo and Triple but G. Those was close <laughs> fights. He didn't get knocked out at all. Some people thought he won. Held his own. He held his own. Danny a bad guy. Yeah. So if I had to pick, I would go with Danny. I mean Jamal, who is he beat? True. You I like. I like. The, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go on record. I like both of the Lions only boys. I've been a fan of them. That uppercut that Jamal got is some vicious. He the he the hit man. He hit you with that motherfucker. You probably gonna go down. Like, yeah. he, he got a nasty uppercut, and I think it'll be a good fight. And the reason why it'll be a super fight because they genuinely don't like each other. They do not care for each other, man. Yeah. Danny Jacobs and his camp do not and fuck with Lions only. That make fights. That style right there that I just don't like you. That make fights. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. We got the Canelo Triple G three. And the reason why I feel like it should be a three, a lot of people, majority of the people that I talk to, they feel that it was a split. Now, on record, Canelo run both. But as some people that I talk to, even Al Fudd, he felt like Triple G won either the first or the second fight. I felt like he won both fights. See, and I, I, feel, I feel like feel Canelo like, definitely won the second fight. I think Canelo fought better the second fight. He kept going forward. Exactly. But... The I first like, fight he lost. Yeah. I, I say I have to admit. But I think we 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 are forgetting some fighters in that division. We got Boo Boo Andrade. True. We got Billy Joe Saunders from across the pond, who was very good. He is. Who's Tyson Fury of that division? Who can box? Who can move? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I like those two fighters as well. So I think that there's actually four super fights in that division. Just um, that division itself is dangerous. Yeah, and then you seen Triple G last night knock dog out. <laughs> yeah, but I, we knew we, that. We, we, we knew that. Knew you know, we knew that. Happen. It's still funny, but we definitely yeah, knew that. Yeah, we knew it was going to But um, with that being said, I, so I this think is, Triple G wins that the third fight. If okay. they fight, if that's the next fight, I think Triple G wins the third fight. I think Triple G will win that one too, just because they cheated him that that first fight. They got Munguia, the uh, the other Mexican kid who has beef with Canelo, who wants to fight him. I think that might be the next move for uh, Delahoy and them because he's young and he had a rough out in the last two fights. So we can see that one. But um, Pacquiao Thurman, that nigga. I think that fight is. I think that fight is better than what people are talking about. It is though. And I think. And the reason why I think is because these both of these fighters have something to fight for. But see, my thing is, bro. Whoever feeling like this fight ain't shit, you ain't really close to the culture. Cause if you close to the culture for real, and the reason why you you could talk like that, cause a, a lot of people they like boxing, but mm-hmm. they they ain't close to the culture. They don't put in the research and the time that we do. If you close to the culture, you understand that Pacquiao and Thurman is low key gonna be a good fight. Thurman you- Thurman coming back. And, but I'm going to go with Pacquiao. 
And I have a problem with Thurman. And and you personally know my problem, but I'm, I'm going to make it public now. Mm-hmm. My problem with Thurman is that he ran. He 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 said that he retired. He ran. He's still running. <laughs> he, he running. Bro, and and I and I'm you're not a true champion if you're running. That pissed me off with Thurman. You out here one time and people and all this, but then you see these young dogs in your division coming and you like, oh, you know what? My hand, my hand broke. He's still running. Like, come on. And I think he ran into something that he don't want to see. Pacquiao is an all-time great. He is. He's an all-time great. As much as I don't like the motherfucker, I know that Bob Ehrmanum basically uh, connected him to Floyd's leftovers to make his name. Pacquiao still has punching power. He fights some angles. He's still a difficult fighter. I'm going to have a take on this. Thurman better, his ass better come fight. Pacquiao is Pacquiao. winning this fight. If Pacquiao wins this fight, he's hoping to lure Floyd Mayweather out. Uh, That's what he's trying to do. Man. He don't want to fight Spence. He yeah. had the opportunity to fight Spence. This now, they brought him in the ring to fight Spence after Spence beat Mikey. Mm-hmm. He turned it down. That's why we got Spence and Porter. Nobody want to fight Spence. And, you know, the only person that's crazy enough really to get in there with Spence is Porter. Because Porter makes shit ugly. But you know Porter what? makes shit ugly. He gets on I got my Spence fucking by nerve. knockout against Porter. Damn. He going to knock his ass out. <laughs> hey, I'm going to try that wrestling shit with him if you want to. <laughs> he going to knock his stomach out. I'm with it. I'm with it, bro. Everybody, Spence my favorite guy right now. If everybody Pacquiao knows. wins, he's trying to get Floyd out. If Thurman wins... He's let that fight go. Thurman, Thurman wants to... Thurman really don't even want to win. Thurman, think about I that. I think Thurman wants to win, but I think Thurman wants to win to try to get everybody back on his team. But I think if for Thurman, what just for him to if, leave us again? No, no. Thurman wants to fight Floyd too. Man, stop, man. I think they want. I think both of them want to. fight I'm telling you right now, Thurman's scared of these young boys out here, man. And that's why he is that's fearful. Why he want Floyd. You can see it, bro. He's he scared the of them though. young boys. He know that he, he know that this. He can't beat Danny Garcia. He can't beat Mikey Garcia. He can't beat Earl Spence. But he knows if he fights Floyd, he's going to get. Twenty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, you don't get to pay that. He looking at it from a business point of view. I'm not mad about that. You know what else? But you're scary. Floyd looking at it like, go ahead and beat Pacquiao. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> For Floyd looking million. at hundred million like, uh, oh yeah, Floyd I can look- get another hundred right yeah, now. I can get another hundred. Yeah, I get another oh, easy. So Floyd looking at it like, go ahead and beat him, Thurman. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? What? Ellerby is snapping Pacquiao. Leonard Ellerby has been snapping Pacquiao, saying he's on all time. And he's supposed to because yeah. Floyd just beat him. Mm-hmm. So this fight right here, I can see Pacquiao trying to get Floyd. Floyd ain't coming off of Pacquiao. But I don't think he come off of Pacquiao. He might come off of, he might come off of Thurman. That's going to be an easy 100. That's, an easy, That's an easy 100. That's an easy 100 mil. But I think with Pacquiao, I think Pacquiao's next fight will be spent on pay-per-view. Because Floyd going to turn him down. And I think Pacquiao is an all-time great. He's still doing numbers in pay-per-view. We've mm-hmm. seen with the Broner numbers. He's still doing numbers in pay-per-view. He's going to do numbers here with Thurman. And I think he's going to come up with a win over a young Thurman. It's going to put him back on the map. As he he is, out here making noise. Again. Yes. He's a great. He's an all-time great. I'm making these moves. Right. I'm ready I'm ready to re- reclaim my throne. I lost to Floyd. I lost to Floyd. And who didn't? You know what I'm saying? Who the so fuck now did? he's going to go out there and he's going to try to fight Spence. And it's going to be a big fight on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest fight of 2020. That right there is going to be where, where it's at. Uh, the next super fight we got, man, Leo Santa Cruz versus either Tank or Lomachenko. Gary Russell. You got to put Gary Russell on that list, too. You get Gary Russell. Gary Russell, McCur- Gary Russell been calling. He been making a lot of noise, man. Everybody. Mr. Mr. Russell is what they call him. The boy out of D.C. 
fastest hands in boxing, in my humble opinion. Uh, His only issue is he just fight once a year. Nice, and you want to get more active. Yeah, but you should have been doing that. Let's let's be real. You should have been out here doing that. You know why he's trying to do that? He at the last step of his career. He's done it all. He's been undefeated. He got only got one loss to to the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? He can't get the Matrix back out there. So now it's time for me to fight more than one time a year. It is and make it happen. But my thing is, and, I, and I'm and I'm just being honest about it. How I look at the landscape. You're not better than Lomachenko. You will lose to Leo Santa Cruz, and you know, won't tank. I think Gary Russell, I think his hands, his power, his pop, I think he, he's a He don't have more power than none of the three guys. We just he don't have more power. Ma- he don't have, no, he ain't got no power than Lomachenko. One punch power? No. But his hands so fast. If I hit your ass with three or four or five punches in the in the, in the combo, You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. That's mm-hmm. what Floyd is. Floyd is in that same realm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so my my thing is this. So, if you say let's take Gary Russell Jr. versus Leo Santa Cruz, who you taking? I'm gonna go with Gary. I'm going with Leo. I'm gonna go with Le- Leo. Got heart, man. That boy be fighting, man. I'm gonna go with Leo. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Gary. Leo really be fighting, dog. Like a lot of people don't respect that boy, man. But he take a lot of punches. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Russell got enough power to put him away. Move, move. I don't think he got enough. I don't think. I don't think uh, Russell got enough power to put put uh, Leo away. Leo got way too much heart for that. And this is the thing too, Russell. You got to take these shots too. If he can hit Russell, if he can hit Russell, man. But Leo is really Leo Santa Cruz is really good. He, he is. is man. That boy a monster. People I don't respect him fight, enough, man. You know what? It might be. It make. It might make more sense that Leo beat him, so you can get a Cruz versus Tank War, or a Cruz versus Lomachenko. And that's gonna be a nasty fight. They're talking about Lopez being the one next one to fight uh, the Matrix next year, but Lo- I think Lopez knocks out uh, Lomachenko. Really? I think he knocked. I think Teofimo Lopez is the one in that division. To watch oh out for. shit, that's a big I statement. Think, I think, I think first of the party, baby. That's first, a big statement like right there. Party. Damn. Like party before everybody got that. Damn. Hand, and I'm drunk already. I think, <laughs> think Teofimo Lopez has the it factor. Brooklyn native. You know what? I mean, Strong. I like him. I like him though. But the thing but is, damn, you got him fight. knocking out Lomachenko, my he baby. Got pop. The thing Shit. is, with him is that nigga Lomachenko gotta, hard to hit. But when they he don't do, call on the Matrix for nothing, he got dropped by a jab in that one fight. I mean, he, 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 did, he did. He did. He right. But I, that was rare though. You don't yeah. see Lomachenko hit the canvas ever, but pretty much. The fact that he hit that motherfucker, man, you—that's banking a lot, my man. I like Teofimo Lopez. He's—he a big kid already. First of the party, he man. Bigger, you know, at one thirty, <laughs> look how he, he go. I think at one thirty to one thirty-five, I can see him at one forty-seven. That's what I'm saying. Look at Leo, though, man. Let's let's talk about Leo real quick. Leo long for that weight division. Yeah, he touching you, yeah. but he ain't. I'm, but he, he fight. He he fight shorter than his length. He, he like to get inside and bang. Yeah, he want to bang. Yeah. If he, you know, and, and Leo is a beast, man. Leo, Leo is a beast. I like Leo. My thing is, if Tank come focus, I got him better than everybody we just talked about. He, but that that focus is big. It is it gotta be big. If Tank come focus though, man, like you know, a lot of people want to talk about this Gary Russell and Tevin Farmer. That's been really really quiet, like under mm-hmm. the surface. But that everybody talking about that's being a super fight too. Reason being because everybody know what Tevin Farmer coming to do. He coming to Tevin muck Farmer, shit up. Tevin Farmer been talking a lot of shit, trying to get the biggest fights in the in the landscape of boxing. I mean, he got my attention, and he 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 got a lot of people don't know he got four L's on his record, 
but he's been winning. The, I think he got like fourteen straight wins, mm-hmm. and it's against top notch talent in the boxing in the boxing world. So with that being said, man, uh, this is a talented fighter, a very talented fighter, and he's making some shit happen. Mm-hmm. And he's calling out the best fighters, and they and they're not responding. And that, my biggest thing is too. I want everybody to take away from this uh, is that boxing is alive and well. Yeah, I need people to understand that seriously. We forgetting about some other fighters too, Alexander Usyk. Yeah, he coming up from the light heavyweight division. He at the heavyweight division now. Mm-hmm. He's up. He come from the same campus as uh, Lomachenko. Hell of a boxer going up to the heavyweight division. That's the fighter that they're trying to get Joshua not to fight Ruiz. They're trying to get him to go ahead. But and what about him. that young boy over there overseas, over across the pond, Daniel Dubois, heavyweight? One, that man is a our knockout artist. And everybody's Nobody's talking about him. him. They're trying to let they him. They scared of him. Where he is right now is where, where, is where Wilder was 10, 11 years ago. And they got another young boy over the pond, too, boy. Light skinned boy with braids, man. He a heavyweight dude. It's he another kid that uh, Golden Boy just signed. What's that boy name? Eight man? fights. He got eight fights, all knockout in the first round. Mm. Oh, Strong. what about that dude from Africa, man? He from Nigeria. His name, uh, something you... The, okay, so he big on social media because the guy walked out to the ring with yeah, him and yeah. then left. left. Yeah. What's that dude name? That dude got a, name. He got a right... Or he like a young Wilder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He but out here knocking shit out. Alone too. They <laughs> away from him too. Motherfucker scattered that knockout power, Hell boy. Yeah. They is fearful. Hell yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker knocking motherfuckers out too. So. And ought to be off. For real. These motherfuckers, man... This this boxing game is very strong, man. It's heavy. Now, y'all need to get into it, man. Get on your Twitters. Get on your Facebooks, man. And, and follow some of these guys, man. And they beefing. It ain't boring. They on, they talking crazy to each other. You That's know it. what I'm we saying? Got Pacquiao yeah. Thurman coming up. We got Porter <laughs> Spence. Get your, get your people together. Get some drinks, some food. Put it on the big screen yeah, and, and, and tune in to what like. we talking about, man. And, and, get in, and get in tune. But we going to come to y'all. Like I said, this is the first one with my little brother, man. Y'all seen the chemistry. Y'all seen how it flew. We gonna keep coming to y'all with some more. Man. Tomorrow's game five of the NBA Finals. Y'all know we coming with some heat from that. We got the sure. NBA draft coming up. NBA free agency. And we gonna introduce y'all motherfuckers into some football. Because the OTAs have started. Don't think we ain't know. Don't yeah. think we ain't got our eyes on the OTA. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got our OTA or whatever like that. Uh, it's gonna get crazy around here, man. We here to stay. This is gonna be our new podcast. I need everybody when we put this up, man. Show some love, man. man. Whatever you gotta say, if you disagree with anything, man, hey, put it in the comments, man. Let us know. Show me something, man. If you think you know what you're talking about, you know a little bit about it, a little bit. Listen, man. Plug it. Plug it, man. Hey, man. Plug your Twitter, man. So everybody know your Twitter, man. So look, man. My Facebook name is Joseph King Barton. Y'all be seeing this on my Facebook soon. My uh, Twitter is uh, Black King Breeze. That's B-L-A-C-K-I-N-G Breeze. And then I'm going to be putting up the pictures on Instagram. I'm going to do a little Snapchat segment and all that. So first of the party, man, it's real. Me and Alpha, we putting in the time. We putting in the work. That's what we love to do, man. We talk sports all day, every day on the phone. We just thought that we had... Bring it to y'all now. Man, you no, know, not sugarcoated. Not, not at all. ESPN, not that bullshit, man. Y'all can reach me at alfudge eighty seven on on uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram. It's alfudge eighty seven. My name Alexander Fudge on Facebook. Man, hit me up. We're gonna be posting shit all the time. So let us know. Like, get in the comment section. Let us know what y'all are thinking. There's some issues, some things that can help us with the shows. Right. Y'all opinions on sports. Let us right. know what's going on. And if you got some hot topics that you want us to talk about. 
Make sure that you comment that so we can yeah, get on that, man. We we, we trying to put we'll do a little know, shade room. You know, a little something. <laughs> we'll do a little something like you that. Know. You know what I'm saying? Let us know what y'all are thinking though, man. But like I said, it's the first of many more with my with my little brother, man. This has been first of the party. We out.